Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number, number 196. Uh, joining me this evening is Bad Cat. Hello, hello. Anyone want some lemons? And the dumbass himself. Feeling the good vibes. The good vibes, huh? That's right. <laughs> what? Well, how, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm just in a happy, happy mood. Very good. So what did you, So we had something here at the, the very beginning. What? What is lemons for leukemia? Is that what? What, what, what did you lemons say? for leukemia okay. challenge to raise awareness for bone marrow donation that was actually um, they were doing awareness for it to um, get a world record for the most registrations in one day which was on March 1st and they did make it they were able to drum up 3,715 people to join the join the bone marrow registry and they had a lot of help from Good Morning America, uh, other talk shows, people from on um, <clears throat> on YouTube got into it and did the challenge. I did the challenge a few weeks beforehand and um, did up a, a, a playlist of most of the people who had done them on the Internet. Uh, I mean, on YouTube. And they made it. They they got it got it down all right so what so what was the goal the goal was get to uh get the most amount of people for bone marrow donation registration ever ever to register for it in one day so what was the previous record i think it was 2000 or 3000 i'm and do you know what they unfortunate. hit unfortunately what's that do you know what they hit 3715 okay did you already say that yep Oh, sorry. Yes, I did. Sorry, my and, bad. And um, I was quite impressed with that. Um, they did an awful lot of hard work for it because uh, Chris and Dylan, they're the ones who started uh, up the Lemons for Leukemia because Chris has leukemia himself, and he has maybe one year to live. So he's doing a um, doing a bucket list where he counting out the things for a bucket list and one of that was to get a uh, world record and they got the world record for the bone donation and I'm really really hoping that someone is a match for him and Matt they've they found an awful lot of people maybe matches for a lot of people so that's great so and we talked about the bucket I, list you shared his bucket list yeah yeah he shared his bucket list on mybestfriendslist.com or just look for one list, one life. I also have it listed on um, on the stuff on my YouTube. Uh, that's uh, Sherry Lynn Mad Cat. It's easy to look up. All right. Okay. Well, anything else going on? I got nothing. All right. I've been building up a, a loft bed for my kids. You know, because we, we do, we, you know, I just moved into the house and now I have space to do stuff. So I'm working on a loft bed. It's been great. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Mad Cat, what time is it? Oh, yes. What time is it? It is Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. All right. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Ian's away at a convention today? Uh, yeah. Yes, Ian's at his convention. 
Yes. So, so we're masturbating without him. <laughs> and to be so fair, Brian, I don't, yeah. does your boyfriend's masturbation technique prevent him from orgasm during at orgasming during sex? Well, you I'm, should know about that, dumbass, <laughs> since he's your ninth. Is it seventh or hey, hey. ninth? No, no, yeah. he, he's my he's my husband. We're not boyfriends. Oh, right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. How many boyfriends do you have? <laughs> Apparently, at least eight. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, so, uh, so apparently his, his masturbation style is prone masturbation, and that is preventing him from from having an orgasm during sex. So he yeah. has trouble when he's lying down. I, I, I don't know. Okay, so we've talked about prone masturbation before, and I'm not really the expert, so I, I should turn this over to Dumbass, who is an expert on prone masturbation. <laughs> yes, I it was one of the first episodes uh, when uh, I first came on the show, actually. And I remember I wrote out uh, a really uh, lo- a kind of a long thing, little uh, thing to go into. And you kind of let me uh, have my solo moment uh, reading that off for a few minutes there. Yes, we did. Which was nice. <laughs> a um, long thing to go into a little thing? <laughs> hey, wait, who said it was that, little? Is that what I said? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, she said anyway, it was big. Yeah. It was big? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, that's my cousin. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on here. So, yeah, uh there there was this uh, whole thing. Uh this guy set up uh a website. He he was like advocating that prone masturbation is bad for actually he he actually advocated saying that it was dangerous for men causing like damage to the penis which there's like no scientific evidence for but um it, it could be the case that uh, masturbating this way um could uh like just masturbating exclusively this way uh could get you used to um the sensation and orgasming a certain way cause you not to have as much pleasure in other ways so it's good to mix it up a little bit and so that there might be some uh, validity there to this. Yeah. So I mean that all, all in fact that that was the conclusion of the article, and I basically I basically basically put it in here because of the prone masturbation connection, you know. And all the person suggested that, you know, I mean, what here's the thing is that she's she says she's 16 and her boyfriend, or no, she's 17 and her boyfriend is 16. So this is a these are very young people too. Right, so my guess is that they that they don't have a lot of experience, and uh, so you know, so they're still in that you know they're still learning about each other's bodies and stuff like that, and and that takes time. Um, you know, I mean, you can't just go into having sex and expect it all to to work. I mean, I, I I've been doing it for like even if even if you are experienced, sometimes you're just in a thing where like. Uh... I don't know what I'm not doing right here, but I you exactly. know, just try different things and trying to follow instructions. And sometimes it can be a little frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the basic suggestion was, you know, it, it, the um, what she suggests is that maybe um, masturbating this way creates a lot of pressure. And so he may be expecting more pressure for orgasm and gives some suggestion how she might be able to induce orgasm by masturbating like that. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. There is a lot of different ways. And I say, explore them all. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I know thyself. Oh, yes. Know thyself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this I thought was funny. So uh, the, in the UK, they have a, uh, a show on during the day. It's called loose women. Um, okay. They, they named it that, not me. It, I, you know, I, and I, when I saw it, it. <laughs> when, it, when when I originally saw this, I thought loose women because 
I, that that's usually a slur, right? But so, mm-hmm. but these women have named their show this. Uh, you know, I think it's great. They own it, right? Take it back. Uh, loose women blasted for discussing masturbation when the kids are off school. My ten-year-old just asked what a what a G spot is. So basically, what happened is the kids were apparently off school because of a snow day. So they might have been in front of the TV while their parents were watching this show, and they were talking about the G the G spot and masturbation. And they were and one of the things that that caught me here specifically, they were talking about masturbation. Uh, let's see, they discussed masturbation and a new study that's that says the G spot doesn't actually exist, which is a discussion we've had before um, about about a piece of research that came out in 2012. I think it's 2012. They say it's recent. I couldn't find a more recent um, study. The most recent study that I'm aware of was a 2012 study. Um, that I think it was the, uh, a French study. But th- there's a couple of things here that, that, that caught me. Number one, it, they talk about having to have an uncomfortable conversation with their kids. These, I, I don't know why we have to, why these, why these discussions have to be uncomfortable and why we don't want to talk to with, about this stuff with our kids. Well, not you know, only I, that, but aren't you supposed to be teaching your kids about information that can help them and stop them from having issues in the first place? You're supposed to discuss this kind of things with your kids. It, it seems to me that if your kid asks you about that... I know if a 10-year-old oh, asked me about what, I would uh, tell him or her. Exactly. I mean, you, you, you have to be careful with what language you use and not to give them... TMI kind of deal, but you know, sure, I tell them. Well, I'm fact, not uncomfortable yeah. with talking about that. Well, and if you were to do that, give them a straightforward answer. You, you you're not you're not bringing any sort of stigma to it. Where if you if you have this, you know, oh my god reaction, my my ten year old is asking me about the G spot. You're you're that liable. shows that they have a stigma about it. Well, yeah, but now the kid's going. Wait a second, mm-hmm. what is going on here? You know, I mean, it, it could go one of two ways, right? They, they might just go find the information themselves. I mean, you know, or or they could have some sort of adverse reaction. I mean, it's just, I don't know, just give them the information, right? It doesn't have to exactly. be this, this big, dirty talk. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of people are very reserved when it comes to anything about that kind of talk. I, Western and culture is very they prudish. Need to, I think people need to learn to understand and accept the factor that this stuff happens it, it's not like taking a pitchfork and hitting someone in the head or something yeah it, kids are not. curious if they ask about sex tell them it's not going to turn them into raving pervert no it's not and, and in fact if that was going to happen my kids would have been raving perverts already <laughs> i mean i guess you i should have meant that not right? that, that, yeah. that there's anything wrong with being a pervert i meant being um I What's kinda, a better word? I, I, deranged pervert. Deranged. Deranged. There we go. Yeah, that's better. Because be because per. I don't know. We, Hentai. We, we've always been very open with our kids about this, and we and, you know we talked about the clitoris and the vulva between the vagina and the vulva. And we've had all these discussions with the kids, right? Yeah, your kids told me, please stop talking to us about that. <laughs> it's a, every day it's just vagina this and vulva that and. <laughs> well i tried to tell my kid but she just mewed at me yeah exactly i'm the only i mean uh, this is a, talking about masturbation in front of my kids or with my kids doesn't bother me right and so it's just so for me this article i don't know it just shows how prudish we are about these subjects and and we cause more stigma than they deserve totally but, agree 
But the other piece of this was about the G spot thing. So I went back and I found um, I found a couple of things. One of my articles is from the Huffington Post, 2014, referring back to the the research. Um, and I wonder if it says what they're talking about. Oh, this talks about like that. So I just thought it was interesting, you know. So the the research um, that they're that they're talking about in this Huffington Post article comes back to this idea that you know that researchers have not been able to find a G spot. And the research that I remember from the 2012 stuff was that what they suggested was that the G-spot was really um, just indirect clitoral stimulation. And so we, the clitoris is the, you know, the very front part of that, of that nerve cluster and extends quite, I mean, as much as I think six inches um, back. So this idea that you could hit it from another angle, you know, I, I don't think, think there's a huge problem with that. But in, in, but in our, in our pre-show discussions, you, you had said something interesting about that dumbass that, that even if there's, there's not a, G spot in particular, we could still call this what a G spot phenomenon. Or what did you say? Yeah, um, basically, uh, if it's a if it's a certain part of the cl- clitoris, the part like uh, that's uh, uh, in inside the body, if if that's what's being hit, like if there's a certain part of the clitoris that tends to be stimulated in a certain area from inside the vagina, um, we could call that spot the G spot. Or if it's something else that's going on, we can still call it uh, the G spot phenomenon. We don't need to abandon the term G spot. I think. Okay, and I don't. I don't disagree with that. I, and here's the thing: is that you know, I whether there's a G spot or not, that kind of sexual research really needs to be done because women do report being able to have these, you know, or these G spot orgasms, right? So what? So there's something going yes. on there, right? And as whether, I told you in the in the pre-show. Um, uh, I, I've talked to uh, women before, and more than one woman has told me that a G-spot orgasm feels different than a clitoral orgasm. And I don't have a, I don't, I don't have any problem with that. If you're, if you're hitting the clitoris from a different angle, it probably does feel different. I would imagine so. Yeah. So, as I pointed out, it does feel, it must feel different for males to uh, be stimulated in one spot as opposed to another. On the penis. Absolutely. In the end, I don't think it matters whether there is a particular bundle of nerves in a certain space that's identifiable or whether it's something else. It's still a phenomenon that many women appear uh, experience, and it's still a, a valid thing. Absolutely. Yeah, so even though the research is saying there's no G-spot, um, doesn't mean that, that they should just give up on it, right? There, I mean, even if it's indirect clitoral stimulation, learn more about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, so the the research to me isn't saying it doesn't suggest we should abandon it. it just means we need to learn more because because we can't find it makes it more interesting. Uh, but it I, does so, make it very interesting. And uh, if only uh, sex research was more widely funded and uh, more widely con- considered to be a valid avenue of research, we could probably get a lot more done on this kind of topic. Right. But because we're such prudes. Uh, it 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 doesn't, and it's stigmatized. If you did, you read Bonk? Bonk. Bonk. Oh, Bonk. Uh, the curious coupling of science and sex. Yes, I read it. Exactly. So, uh, Mary Roach. Yes. She. I mean, she talks about the, the state of of the research and how stigmatized it is. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Good book. Um. So I also put in here five facts about the the G spot, which I I find humorous because there is no fact of a g-spot right (laughs) so what are these facts okay not all women enjoy g-spot stimulation 
Okay. I that. Yeah, yep. No problem there. The G spot is uh, one to two inches inside the vagina. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure that that is a fact. You know. Once again, however, whatever it takes, you know, to, to stimulate that area. I, I I suppose it's more of a uh, rough estimate. I would say so. Then it has some ways to locate it. How uh, how did the G spot stimulation feel like? Oh, it, it suggests that if you hit it, that the woman will uh, feel like she needs to urinate, which which is um, very common. Uh, you do see that a lot when they're talking about it, that, that women who say that when they hit the spot, it does feel like they... I really like the picture at the top of this article. That woman <laughs> is so shocked. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it worked. Uh, uh, what's number shocked five? Shocked someone hit it. <laughs> oh, and then how does it feel to have a G-spot orgasm apparently? So it does... And they're suggesting here that it does feel differently. So well, it, it's so ingrained in our culture, too, this this, you know... This thing that we, whether it exists or not, I mean, it, it's constantly um, talked about. Uh, you, you look up, you know, all the, there's lots of information out there for something we don't have a lot of information about, which I find interesting. More research must be done. Definitely. Yeah. I'm sure you'll go off and find a way to do it yourself as well. Well, I only have one partner to, to work with, but, you know, uh, we, I will continue to, you know, to do these studies regularly. Hey. Yeah. Just depends on how many you need to to work with, and as long as you make sure they all know about it. No, honey, it was research. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I'm right. not even going to say that joke to my husband. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I will say that joke to my wife. <laughs> all right, what do we got here? This is under Jack Asri. This is a good story. Calling right. back to our animals. Species episode, animal spies episode. If oh, you remember, spies. Uh, back when we we did that, uh, we had a little segment um, about animals who had been used as spies. Okay, sure. And so, like, I thought this was uh, an interesting a- example of this. And this this woman clearly is a jackass. Wait, um, hold on, hold on. The source though is the WorldNewsDailyReport.com. Are we sure this is real? Huh. Good question. Oh, I love it when we do this. <laughs> Uh, oh no world news daily report report assumes all responsibility for the satirical nature of the articles (laughs) sorry dumbass Uh, but it is hilarious so go ahead go ahead and tell us the story (laughs) okay so all right so go ahead this is funny elder i got i got taken in here like uh okay uh, i i should explain that um about two hours before the show, I checked the show notes and I found that there was nothing in there. That's true. And that so, is a true like, I, uh, I I grabbed the stuff that I posted to our Facebook page and I started scrolling through my Facebook feed, seeing if there was anything that might be interesting to post in here. And I came across this article and, you know, like, I'm trying to get things hurried in there before the show. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This, this could relate to our Animal Spies episode. I'll put this in. And I didn't do my due diligence on it. That's okay. But it's a, it is a funny article. So, uh, 60 elderly woman accused of training her 65 cats to steal from neighbors. 60 freaking five. <laughs> well, yeah. So how the, the, the animals. So, yeah. Apparently it's not true, but yeah. Um, what they said, uh, the, the way they trained them was she wouldn't give them food unless she, they brought her something shiny. Okay. That is funny. And it, it says they found uh, $650,000 worth of jewelry and precious metal in, in her in her house. 
it's interesting how everything's 65. 65 cats, $6,500. Yeah. It, well, didn't it wasn't her age 65, or am I making that up? Oh, no, 83. She's 83. No, her age is 83. Wow. Okay. I assume these were just neighborhood stray cats that uh, she was uh, training to bring her stuff so that they could get food, but... Uh... <laughs> So here's what oh, man, so funny. Howard sent us this one this week. Uh, priest regrets vow of celibacy after learning about furries. <laughs> uh, that's from the Onion. Uh, I, should, yeah, no, I was going to call I, this woman a jackass, not not specifically for uh, stealing from other people, which is jackass enough, but for the way she treated those cats. Yes, that's horrible. Yeah, it's fun. I should have I should have let you go. And then and then had Mad Cat read the very bottom, I, just like I did. You remember? Because <laughs> because to be fair, that that's what I did to to Ian. <laughs> yeah. The millennials reported losing money. Oh, all right. Well, we can't. There's not much more to say about that. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to some. This is real jackassery, though. Uh, National Geographic sinks lower. Uh, sink. What sinks lower by promoting nonsense about healing crystals? Ugh, really? What's going on here, dumbass? Yeah, um, this is uh, a, a Patheos article from uh, the Friendly Atheist. Um, yeah, apparently um, National Geographic was uh, actually um, handing out weird samples of crystals, and uh, I, I understand they're in some sort of protective casing. You're supposed to put the put them in water, like, but. Um, the crystals never actually touched the water or anything. I guess it was just supposed to absorb their vibrations. <laughs> and it, th- this was all done by National Geographic, and they wrote a kind of non-apology about it. Saying, oh, it's just We just thought this would be a fun thing, but it, it's kind of not really... It, it, it's just not uh, not something that they should have gotten into because they're, they're supposed to be you know, science. about uh, science and facts, right? Well, so there's a brochure, a science brochure that came with this, Um and apparently it had research in there. It says the widely debunked research research from the likes of Japanese author Masaru Emoto. That's Isn't right. He... he did that thing with the, uh, the uh, water crystals. He, he like, yeah, the he, like had water. people think bad thoughts at some of them and good thoughts at, at other ones. And like he, he looked at and, and he basically he's just um, cherry picking which because like any water crystals when you freeze it will have like lots of different areas to look at and he's just picked one he picks one that from the from the good feeling ones he picked one that looked pretty and from yeah. the bad feeling ones he picks one that didn't look so pretty and he's like see uh, emotions have these effect this effect on water yeah so it's it's pretty much claims that human consciousness yeah, was... has an effect on the molecular structure of water yeah so this yeah, is that, that, this is the secret that was from that uh, documentary uh what the bleep do we know was it exactly the, yeah exactly um, what the bleep do we know uh, down the rabbit hole, yada yada. Yeah, so it's it's the secret. It's it's this uh, it's idea that that you know uh, we're creating the world around us as we think about, it, and and that we can tap into that and manipulate it. Wasn't this in the comic book sometime? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. but anyway, they, they sent these crystal. They sent them to a bunch of science writers. Um, well, yeah, science writers and, are gonna. Yeah, and it's like anybody who ha- who who knows about uh, science is going to be like what what are you sending me here national geographic what what is this right well yeah. that all depends i mean there's there's studies on other things which do seem uh very controversial and unrealistic too okay but crystal healing is widely debunked 
right? And very th- 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 very th- th- There's no there's no actual tangible effects, right? It's 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 back to our we can go back to our placebo discussion and say and kind of go well if people get some sort of, you know help from it by all means as long as they're getting you know real medicine to go along with it. Um, I'm gonna hit you with one. They can't even find the G spot. <laughs> <laughs> Help it. Well, just, so, yeah. Okay. I mean, they got a water bottle which contained a sealed jar of gemstones. Uh, so, the like I said, the water doesn't even come into contact with the rocks. And the package contained a warning to discard the bottle if the water does seep into the gems. <laughs> Wait, well, well, you have to discard. Oh, that's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. frick? Where did they get these from? Chernobyl? I do not know. I don't know. <laughs> that it, seems kind of weird. There, there must be some sort of like one of them must must contain some sort of thing that could leach into the water or something. I don't know. Maybe they're homegrown alley al what alumin alumin crystals? Uh, what are they? Albumin. Albumin is something you can grow crystals else. at home. You, even could so, be. I don't think they're could be. But the, but I do. Well, of course, this is from Patheo, so of course they compare it to <laughs> and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Well, where there's crazy, there's Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Oh, yeah. But uh, it's funny because uh, Stephen Colbert has been going after Goop a lot, too. Okay, Yeah, but, he has. But then when he has, when he has Gwyneth Paltrow on his show, he, he, he's nice as pie, right? I mean, he, does, I mean he, doesn't, he didn't really address the, the whole Goop thing. You know, so he's talked about it several times and like he's made fun of it, pretending to have his own lifestyle brand similar to Duke called uh, Covington House. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty fun. Yeah, he he does great stuff, but but yeah, he could. I guess you know, in an injury like that, he doesn't. He, you know, he is trying to have. You know, it is about the joke, right? And so maybe maybe the joke isn't as good if he goes after her. All right. So, but if I do think that healing crystals are a good thing, I can get certified in them, right? Yes. I, yeah, I put you just have in, to study. I put this in here because uh, another example days. of. Uh, uh, not quite as respectable an organization as National Geographic, but still a, uh, a learning organization uh, that um, you might expect to have higher standards. But uh, this is Udemy. It's an online service you can uh, pay into, take courses in a whole bunch of different, very interesting fields. Uh, but they also have a course here in Reiki healing, which they say is a lot different than uh, standard Reiki or crystal healing. So, uh, so. combining the two and well uh right now you can get uh it like 85 percent off so like you're paying like just almost 20 bucks instead of like almost 100 <laughs> yeah because they can't give it away <laughs> well Udemy is actually um it's kind of like uh, gas stations and uh food places where they have someone that runs certain things it's just a whole bunch of different people doing their own uh doing their own teaching so this is a right yeah but i I don't i don't think it's like i know like there being other like university or college no 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 no, no, there's there's been a number of online uh, yeah i think you're thinking of like diploma mills and that's not what i'm talking about here but there have been a number of uh things online where they they've allowed you to set up your own course and teach something that you know about and you to me isn't like that exactly Um, yeah they are i have a thing in it you 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 could start a course on Udemy if you wanted to. Yeah, I oh, have. I, well, I haven't no. started the course, but really, so no, I didn't know it was open that way. I didn't. I didn't see that uh, that link anywhere on the site. I've never heard of oh, them yeah. before. There I am. 
Huh. Let me see. S H. Yep. My wait, notifications. Wait, so, well, well, you're you so this is for a Crystal Reiki Master Teacher Certification. You will learn how Crystal Reiki sets itself apart from traditional Reiki, as well <coughs> as general crystal healing. You will learn how crystals have been used for healing since the dawn of ancient civilization. Oh, so appeal to antiquity. I, I have Very doubts good. about that. That There's... is rigorously researched. <laughs> Do you? Um, you will explore how crystals are formed and how those factors influence the energy provided of the crystal energy properties of the crystal. Oh, so how it grows will affect its, and probably if, if you talk to it kindly while it's growing, it'll have different, uh, different energies than if you yell at it while it's growing, right? Uh, they're like plants. Yeah, <laughs> they're like plants. <laughs> Which apparently I can't go near a plant for I think it's about four feet without them dying. <laughs> okay. I, I'm telling the truth. My mom, my mother made a tape section to keep me away from her plants because every time I went near her plants, they die. <laughs> they, they're making a lot and of she claims said it, in this she course. She said it was me, so. <laughs> you will learn how to perform crystal Reiki attunements. You will learn how to access the energy in your home and how to use crystal Reiki to address the energy imbalances in my home so like will you also learn feng shui i it does sound very feng shui-ish doesn't it feng shui-ish mm -hmm. uh you will learn yeah it looks like a combination between the two you will learn about crystals you can use in crystal reiki sessions to enhance feelings of uh, safety and peace hey you know i wonder if like people of different um like these different nonsense modalities ever like put each other down like you like uh, you 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 advertise yourself as coming in to like balance the energy of your home, and people ask about feng shui, and you're like, feng shui, yeah, like this is so much beyond feng shui. Feng shui, you might as well be like, you know, talking kitty stuff. The you know they <laughs> they just don't know what they're doing. This is the next step, right? Right, yeah. Next step in the feng shui universe. You learn how crystal energy can be used for happy endings. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. No, I made that up. <laughs> that, but that is the only only crystal I'm interested in. <laughs> the happy ending crystal. <laughs> so you, so anybody can have, can anybody start? Yeah. So, so this is kind of. I mean, I don't even think you need a certification. I mean, probably no. not. You, you can you can just claim that you're into that that you're a Reiki crystal person and just do a bunch of bullshit and people will pay you. Mm -hmm. It does. It does look that way. Because I can go right Take into my courses, and you can you can start a course on this. Oh yeah. Okay. So anybody. Okay. So, so I, anybody I was I was one. definitely wrong about that then. But uh, so yeah, and anybody can start a course on this. They have absolutely no selection process for it, even though they have a bunch of really good and interesting looking ones. So you they put together do a have course? a selection process. It call it's called you pay us this amount for your stuff being in here. Ah, so what's the cost to put a course up? <clears throat> um, let me see. It you don't really get charged until you get anything, but there's specialized uh things that you can do or set up with them because they'll train you to actually as well. Okay. So there's a certain amount that is charged for that. Now, I forget all the. I went to a class, uh, did a class thing on on the internet uh, with that. Well, I just listened to what was going on, and you know, I signed up, but I didn't pay anything. 
you pay a certain amount for uh, a certain amount of stuff. Where is it again? It, it kind of sounds like a scam, you know. In a sense, some but, of them are actually not. pretty good. But well, they could there, there could be very. You good never know on what here, is right? good and what it isn't because you don't know who is actually. Okay. <clears throat> unless you look up who the instructors are. Sure. Like the one who's doing the Crystal Reiki, uh, Lisa Powers. If you look her up and find out what she's done and everything, well, apparently she's gotten five, four point eight stars. Woo. Uh, <clears throat> but look her up and see what she's done before, or yeah, look up Reiki, any of them. That one, uh, two, and three animal Reiki practitioner certificate. Are, are these all her? Are these? Oh, these are just similar Reiki color therapy. How to create ten ebooks per week on autopilot. Interesting. All right, there you go. There's a drawing course, a digital marketing course, Scrivener courses. The IT and software courses might be okay. I mean, some of them are. I got to do a couple of free ones with it, and they were okay. I mean, the ones I did were not extraordinary. I wasn't going to pay for anything because I didn't have the money, but they were okay. Hmm. Okay. But it all depends on what you're interested in. This is um, anything to do with crystals is a situation where. It has been debunked, but there's still people who believe in its capabilities and such. The IT courses, I mean, so, they, they, if, the, if the instructors are any good, um, uh, NetApp, storage clustering, and data on tap <coughs> fleet, mm-hmm. uh, but that's $199. They, 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 that's an expensive course. And then there's the Ethical Hacker Starter Kit. And, of course, Ethical Hacker is a certification so that so I don't know if they're getting the book no, or anything. There, there's no requirement that you have to use those skills ethically. This is true. You but just, it, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. like when you go to school and you are taught ethics, uh, they don't know whether you're using the ethics to be ethical or to get around being ethical. Okay, but the the ethical hacking cert is for security professionals who are getting into you know to, who are starting pen testing and stuff like that. So the idea is yeah that, that, that stuff that, it you know, would it, have to give you a certification yeah. if it says certification. But well, what's but this the it just says, it just says starter kit. 12 techniques it doesn't actually look like it's a the ethical hacking cert so they're not so they're not it's not a complete course so it's a pre-training done by a specific person yeah but for 14 bucks i wouldn't expect you to get the, the whole thing anyway because if you no. were to go and take this course from a reputable facility that does give you the uh, the certain everything at the end it would probably cost you two to three thousand um that's what i paid for the my course where i did my linux plus stuff okay well this one the one says uh for this one it's everything you need to pass the CompTIA A plus blah 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 exam. And and, and I so think that you probably could. Comp we're teaching yeah. you to pass the course when. The, yeah, the Network Plus is, and there's a lot of information out for network and and giving the information yeah. out for doing that is you know there's a lot of people who do do that. It's just a matter of does this instructor do it well for you? Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so it looks like there could be some stuff on here. So it looks like there's some good courses and there's some stuff about crystal healing. Yep. All right, moving on. Moving right along. <sighs> Florida. Okay, both your links linked to, link to the same thing, dumbass. Do they? Oh, yes. I gave the. Are we missing? I get the wrong link for the second one. So, then. hold uh, on. Okay. Um, the other one should be on our Facebook page. Oh, okay. Um, Florida House provides bill to post in God in God we trust in all public schools. So this right. is going back. So we'll to, talk about that one first, yeah. and I'll get the other one. Okay, you want to? So, <laughs> the, but. This really does. You talk about it while I'm looking it up on Facebook. Okay, so you know this goes back to the the school shootings that are happening, and mm-hmm. instead of 
instead of actually doing something about guns and and because they they don't want to talk about gun legislation and instead you know they they're doing this this you know what probably to more to many people does feel good but it's feel good legislation it doesn't actually do anything and it it's in violation of of you know the of the constitution so which we discussed in our uh, last podcast right so this this won't happen this is going to get held up in court and in um you know depending on how things go i mean i i don't know our our current supreme court is uh got me concerned but in the you know all the past legislation would would demonstrate that this would um be shot down right this would this should not make it through the courts in you know in prior times it, it never had so i'm imagining that immediately if it, if the governor signs it it'll immediately um, get challenged in court by the ACLU and probably the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Right. So those two will often team up together to go after this kind of a thing. So, so it'll be filibuster. Well, yeah. So, but here's the thing: is that instead of actually doing something, right, and, mm-hmm. the, and because they don't want, because you know, it's like, oh well, this is not a good time to talk about guns. No, this is the perfect time to talk about guns when people are upset because they're going to forget. And, you know, and down the road after this is passed and then nobody wants to talk about guns. So so they use I, this, I will say about that, that um, there, there is a point to be made that uh, um, you you shouldn't uh, be too quick to just, you know, try to put uh, anything in place to try and address the issue. I mean, that's the problem I'm they not, had I'm after 9-11 that, but if we need when to start they brought in the it. whole extra powers for the government and everything and overreached and all that. So you, you do okay. have to take a little bit of a breather and try to approach things from a clear mind, but we should still be having the conversation. But they're trying to shut down the conversation. I'm not suggesting we pass legislation right here and now, but to say that, well, we shouldn't be talking about this now is bullshit. They're just trying to, they, all, you know, uh, the uh, National Rifle Foundation, the NRA, all they want to do is shut down the conversation. They don't want these conversations to happen in the first place, right? And no, exactly. they're attacking the kids that, that, are, that are coming out Right. And, and they're getting a lot of blowback from that as well, which is good. We'll see where that leads. Um, but but here we have, you know, the, the the Florida puts puts this, you know, this stupid legislation together. And this is not just, you know, this, I think that this was introduced by a Democrat. Right. So it's not like, we, you know, just Republicans are doing this shit. Democrats are doing this shit, too. Um, they say he's not a he's not a Democrat, he's not a Republican. He's not white. He's not black. You know, whatever. Bullshit. He, he, you know, I don't know. This, this is, this does nothing. This does nothing to do anything about the, um, the actual problem, and it's illegal. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be a big fight about it. And it is a possibility that it is being used as a way to, you know, get the thought off of where uh, to take people's thoughts from where it should be and re, um, readjust where they're thinking so get them to think about this instead of the real problem yeah exactly right well we you know we you know but it's feel-good legislation right it's thoughts and prayers yes right which i get tired of it does seem like right now people are getting way more fed up with it than they have in the fat if past it feels like it's reaching a breaking point i agree yeah well there's been an awful lot of shootings within the last What's it been? Five, six years. It There's... does seem like it's escalating. Yeah, in the U.S., it's escalating, yeah. right? Yeah, where, where, where we have these, you know, ammo fetishes, it's escalating. Well, we've even had one or two up here. 
one or two. None, no, none that are as quite as big news as uh, no, no. There was one in, in I think BC. Yeah, and you know. Well, so in the other thing, in the midst of all this, the other piece of legislation that they passed is this other one that, that dumbass put in here. So Florida House declares pornography a health risk. Florida House declares pornography a public health risk. Guns, not so much. Is it, is it, that that's the one that I have in front of me here? Yeah, basically, uh, what it is is uh, they uh, n- nothing uh, legally binding or anything like that. No, it's, uh, they, it's basically a resolution. Yes, it's so to you, uh, to declare that pornography is a health risk. So Utah, I think, did the same thing, right? So this is nothing new. It, it doesn't it doesn't do anything. There's no legislation about it, but it's just it's just them saying uh, that yes, we think this is a problem. So you can shoot the uh, you can shoot the pornography, but you can't read it. Uh, apparently. Or did I just go in a completely different direction again? That was just completely mind-boggling. So, yeah, I believe the statement was, ah, finally got the link. Hold on. Got to open it up first from Facebook. Otherwise, it'll give me a Facebook link. So, basically, if, if as long as when you're referring to gun, you're, you're not talking about your penis, it's okay. Right. So, when you're saying blanks, it can't be a <laughs> – it has to be about guns. It can't be about wieners. Right. We can't okay. talk. We can't talk about wieners shooting blanks. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's... okay. So I posted the link in the chat now. So yeah. Um, basically, uh, uh, the representative, what's his name? Uh, uh, representative Ross Spano says that there is research that finds the connection between pornography use and mental and physical in illness. And we've been through uh, this research, and it doesn't show that the research is bullshit. We, we we looked this we looked all this shit over. Oh yeah, and um, basically th- this is th- this is just somebody who did a Google search and found the stuff that matched his opinion and didn't search for anything else and was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna put this. They they didn't even you know like uh, no um uh no um interviews or uh, anything with mental health professionals or uh, asking. Uh, anybody who actually knows about the subject about their opinion. No, and then they these, do these are just guys. These are these are basically laymen in these fields making this uh, decision based on stuff they read on the internet. Exactly, and then they have these conferences for, for, for you know for for people to come and learn about how pornography is this big problem, right? And the other thing that they want to tie this back to is is violent video games, and you know. <laughs> The the um, mini- may I just say that the whole I, I mentioned this online before the whole thing about violent video games coming up about again that was a big thing in the nineties yeah. we haven't really heard much about that since then because nineties was the big the big time when the FPSs were coming out and everything and it was a brand new thing and people were all in a in a huge uh, tizzy about that whenever there's a, a new thing like that but that's calmed down because people have realized uh, they're here to stay and uh, the kids aren't really changing that much because of them or anything but now it's just coming back again because it's a convenient whipping boy especially now that uh, the fervor has gotten up uh, this far about it the right can bring that out as a whipping boy yeah as like a vi- violent video games and they do the same thing with pornography right there, there's no research to suggest that it's actually a problem but it, it, it's a narrative that that riles the the um the base on the right yeah, but it's so cute that uh, the, that it's making an appearance again. It's like, yeah. oh, it's so like the violence in video games argument. I haven't seen this in a while. Where have you been, little guy? 
it's your little pet that they that they forgot to feed and now it's back. Right. So same old, same old, right? But I think I'm pretty sure that Utah did the same thing. It's it's utterly meaningless, but it's it's interesting that that you know they're doing this shit right now. You know, and in here's the thing: Florida is such a weird place that there are <coughs> news news centers dedicated to only in Florida and weird stuff in Florida. And l- let me give you some let me give you some headlines. This is from the Ooh. Huffington Post: Weird Florida. So Florida woman crashes wedding and it. And it doesn't end well. Car thief busted after breaking to watch Eclipse uh, buys eye mask sheriff. Hmm, okay. Uh, See what happens when a badass horse fights an alligator. 16 alligator babies shuffle between ponds under uh, mom's protection. Well, that, okay. But, I mean... We we don't sure, so, but there there are whole you know uh, this is all just stuff out of Florida. That's just one of them. Here's one. Uh, I don't know. Oh, this is Tampa Bay News. Let's. Uh, here's another Florida archive. Only in only in your This is Florida. I mean, the I, I think I found another one on like NBC News that was just weird weird Florida news. It's such a big state that there's always something crazy going on. It's a great place, but it does feel like a lot of what is going on right now in Florida is that they're trying to change the narrative away from these, you know, a lot of these kids that are pissed off and want, and, you know, and, and want to have this discussion, you know, and they're being called, you know, crisis actors and all this bullshit. And, you know, of course, Alex Jones, every shooting is a, you know, is a false flag to him. Well, everything that's against what someone wants or someone feels is, you know, actors. Oh, who's what's what's who's our friends podcast? Who's the other podcast on the Dumbass Media Network that does the conspiracy theory podcast? Oh, oh right. Mike Bowler's Mike Bowler. uh, conspiracy. Uh, uh, he is uh, he is he is a hair's breadth away from being the Alex Jones watchdog. I mean, the, the his show <laughs> every week there's an article about Alex Jones. I mean, it just it without fail, right? It, the guy says something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, Mike Bowler. The, is the well, we we should declare him the official Alex Jones watchdog. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with making that declaration. I, I okay. I, I hope he's okay with it. <laughs> uh, we could always ask him and see. All right. What else we got here? So, okay. Mad Cat, why don't you tell us about this story involving John Oliver and uh, Giant Squirrel? It's really nuts. <laughs> oh, it is really nuts. Oh my God, the two of us this. watched it together. Yep. Um, John Oliver had been doing a show, and part of it was on the coal coal companies so and the, such. The show is this week tonight. Yes. Yeah. Last week tonight. Last week tonight. I'm last sorry. Week last tonight. week tonight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Past tense, not last future week tense. Tonight with John Oliver and. He started I up. I meant and to say he, that is so Canadian. Brian made a made the mistake, and you apologized for it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, didn't I? Oh, that's all that. <laughs> you know, we we if we're not holding up stereotypes on this show. What are we doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, John Oliver was going over coal and in part of it he said okay this is where you know i've been told by so and so which and that was uh bob well i keep on forgetting the guy's name what is his name oh my god bob uh uh cole john 
Uh, no, Oliver is the Cole Baron. You the Cole the the Cole Baron. Uh, Murray his his last Robert name is Murray. Murray. Bob. Robert Murray, um, Robert yes. Murray. Yes. And he had started discussing he had been discussing how cold jobs are going away and all that other stuff. But then he said, and we got a letter from Robert Murray's lawyer saying that I can't say anything about him, otherwise, you know, they're going to sue us. So he proceeds They don't know us. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they don't watch us, but yeah, he was excited about this concept, and of course, they proceeded to find all the information they could about Robert Murray and say it on the show. Right, and so the the name of of your <clears throat> article, uh, the ACLU to Cole Baron targeting John Oliver. You can't sue people for for being mean to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or telling you to eat shit on right. On the internet. Um, I I was extraordinarily happy when I saw that. Uh, <laughs> I My favorite is the photo of Dr. Evil next to uh, what's to it's, to his uh, it's his Murray's energy general council. You know, but the, the whole the whole pinky thing and everything. I mean, it's like, oh, man, that photo is it, fantastic. It was perfect. Oh, my and God. that's one of the things that peeved him off so much is because it was perfect and the thing was was that um john oliver went over uh things like uh when he had fired a whole bunch of people or what exactly was it again paired he was it that he uh, fired or if he he said if you don't like it you can leave and people were writing things on their check and one person sent back like an 18 dollar or an three dollar and eighty something check that said eat shit bob uh <laughs> <laughs> well and i love the it so the ecu did an amicus so basically the amicus brief is a brief that people that aren't part of the lawsuit um can file if they ha still have an interest in the outcome and of course mm -hmm. so you know there's things in here like um part three is anyone can legally say eat shit bob uh, and there's also i mean the, the amicus brief is great and one of the one of the things that uh, the ASOU put in here is that uh, that it was what they compared. What exactly did they say about because it's a a squirrel um, and Mr. Nutter Butter. Yeah, Mr. Nutter Butter. Okay, wait, no, here, here's the quote. Yeah, uh, it, oh, it's 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 apt that the plaintiff objects to the show is about a human sized squirrel named Mr. Nutter Butter because this case is nuts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the squirrel was because apparently someone it had been recorded that um, that this gentleman had said he had seen a squirrel that said came up to him and said, you know, you have to do a certain thing or whatever it was. Right. So they made up Mr. Nutter Butter. <laughs> but it's just well, the thing that is so great about this is that John Oliver did that wanting to get sued. Right. I mean, that, that well, when, when they know the guy. The guy did not look at the factor when Rob Murray's people sent him the letter saying, don't do, don't say anything about him or we're going to sue him. That's a dare for a comedian. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Outright per dare. Particularly for, for a show like this that's making money and will make more money out of, off of the fact that they're getting sued. Now, my understanding is that this is that, that there is a settlement coming here. And John Oliver said on his last show that, as soon as they can talk about it, they will be talking about it. Yeah, they will be talking about it because they did get the 
I do not know what my husband's laughing about, but it must be good. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, the the case has been thrown out, and but they can't talk about it as of yet. Right. But uh, the squirrel came in and was uh, nodding his head, and it's not time for saying, hey, we won, and just rubbing it in the face of the person who lost over and over, and Nutter Butter held up a large sign that rate. Eat shit, Bob. <laughs> but it, it seems to me that this would be covered under the same legislation as, um, you know, as the whole Larry Flint trial, right? Larry Flint essentially sued for the same kinds of accusations, or was sued for the same kinds of accusations, right? <laughs> hmm. The um, see, we Apple versus Flint. Right? Okay. Ow. Well, I don't know. In this one, they actually said, "Hey, you know, they had the proper information. They." Got it by due process, information that was out there to the public, everything. Can't yeah. sue someone for re-saying it. So I, I forget I forget the the facts of this case, but Larry Flint was sued by I think it was like some um some fundamentalist. Um hmm. you know, one of these T V um fundamentalist people and you know, he had some uh some, he said some stuff in his in one of his magazines about them and so they sued him and lost and, and it, you know, it was a huge case because it came down to a, a public figure can't, you know, it, it, when somebody makes a joke like that about him, they can't sue for slander, which it, what it seems like is what this guy is doing, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's you know a one for one correlation, but that it does seem it's, like it would be covered under the same allegations as Larry Flint trial. The factor is is that with slander. It is information which is not correct. You're making assumptions about something. Okay, but whereas but th this the information that John Oliver got, all of that information had already been documented. But yeah, they also told him to eat shit, and he's mad about that. But th once again, this goes back to the Larry Flint thing: is that you can't sue somebody for telling you to eat shit. It, that, no. That's settled. Eat shit is just telling him to eat shit. It's not saying, oh, he's an asshole who eats shit, which is a slander. Well, calling somebody is. Calling somebody asshole, I think, is still covered, right? You can't like insulting somebody, it, like just making claims about a person that that's well. Uh, if that was a truism, you'd never have any comedians anywhere. Because he's yeah. a pub, I know, but because he's a public figure and some stuff like that, um, the the, the laws are slightly different, mm, right? It is. Could it be. Is, I mean, but, I, I don't think that it applies quite that. You know, it's it's like I I can say whatever I want about you know Donald Trump pretty much, and there's not and there's not a damn thing they can do about it. Right, no. I, 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 I can say that he that he likes being pissed on. Right, what, what are they going to do? But that's also a right, they can make they, they can make those allegations right in in a comedic way, mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing that they can do about them. And, and like you say, the Not information that they gave was 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 correct to their knowledge. Right, so you can't sue over that either. No, because so, that's information that was yeah. already out in open media. They lost this case before they filed it, but normally what happens is that because people aren't don't have the money to retaliate, they just they just shut up and go away. But John Oliver that, has the money to has the money to take the case on, right? So he can well, take he it and has win. HBO right on behind him. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, and it's and, good, and uh, it ends up being you know good publicity for them, right? They're not good. They're, mm -hmm. they're going to end up not losing money from this, and the fact that they nope. win the case is going to you know is is going to be you know hugely to their advantage. Yep. And plus, the case because was a winner from the beginning. That this guy sues because nobody challenges back, right? They were stupid to sue John Oliver in the beginning because now yeah. because it's just going to set precedent with the guy. Now he's already lost the case, right? Well, the people who uh, 
there had been uh, a case of where um, where people had died in a uh, cave-in as well. And there was a part where the people who were wanting to know if their family were alive, fa uh, family members who had been working in there, uh, he actually used TV uh, clips from TV where he, where um, where Robert Murray was not being helpful whatsoever towards these people whose family were you know who were afraid that their family members were possibly dead and um, <clears throat> how can he really fight about that I mean it's right on tape no he's a bad dude I mean yeah yeah yeah. Right. He, he but, was not nice to the people and everything, and he's trying to make himself out to be a really nice guy and looking out for for the uh, for the people who do work for him. And John Oliver just said, "Okay, fine, you're gonna mess around with this BS. I'm gonna show him exactly what there is in the news that actually says what he." Well, but here's the thing: is that like um, uh, the 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 child in chief of the U.S. Mm -hmm. Every he he'd like to be able to sue everybody who calls him fat, right? He can't anybody, do it. Yeah, I mean, he he you know he, at the beginning of his presidency, he said, we're going to change the libel laws. He's backed off on that, right? He's not saying that shit anymore. But he no, he, because he learned that uh, he could be libel as well in those case in some cases. Exactly. He yeah yeah he'd be able to be sued too. Oh yeah, so. because he he mouths off about people and. I mean, we all he, mouth. He doesn't think much face, before but... he says anything. No, he exactly. certainly does not. Right, but it's the same kinds of things here. If you know, he he would sue everybody, much like this guy is trying to do. Right. Oh yeah, he tried to in a moment. Yeah, exactly. He has tried to and lost. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that he's. I'm pretty sure he's had suits like. Of course, he'd tell well, you he's won every suit that he's ever made. Right. Oh uh, yeah, he didn't win against Roseanne Barr. Did he? Yeah. Did he actually sue her? Um, I think he actually gave up on that one. Just. Forgot about he, it or I something. I think he just threatened and then went away like a pussy. <laughs> yeah, probably was at a moment when he was trying to, you know, not pay his employees or something, you know, or not giving his taxes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that I think <laughs> that he threatened to sue her, and of course, like he does, like he always does, he, you know, he makes big threats and then goes away. Or he does try to sue someone and he gets his ass handed to him. You know, just stop trying to sue people. Yeah. Or saying that you're going to. So anyways, I mean, the, we, we have a long history in the U.S., was particularly with satire, that you you don't get away with suing these people, right? No, no. Yeah, they're, they're satirists and, and you know, and you, you, the, you take it and you go away pretty much. If if you try to sue all the people who are satirists, uh, people who do satire comics, shows whatsoever there's not going to be any form of comedy whatsoever at all so yeah you can't really well, get rid of it because everyone needs a smile other countries have different libel laws and and they had they've been <clears throat> more successful mm -hmm. at, at you know at shutting down but their critics also, in the, than in the u.s yes but also i'm quite sure that it all it is for the most part dependent upon whether the information is correct or not Right, but, speech covers a lot of territory. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but it, it basically though, the, it's okay for these guys to make fun of them too, and and they don't like to be made fun of. You know, no. You know, and even they're having fun making fun of like Donald Trump and 
people like Rob Murray. But he and but but John Oliver invited this suit. He they 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 knew it when they when they put the piece out and they and they just sat and waited for and it. And Murray just fell into a he, trap. Exactly, Murray just fell well, into a trap. Knew. I mean, like I said, what person says? Don't do this, or we're going to sue you. With a person sitting there going, "Exactly, oh, this is the first time someone's threatened to sue." <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, yep. All right, I got one more thing I do want to cover because I thought it was interesting, but I I'll, I can do it quick. It says um, this article says millennials report uh, losing money in in scams in 2017. Uh, more money in more millennials report losing money to scams in 2017 than senior citizens do. And I thought this was a pretty interesting article. When, when we look at scams and stuff like that, in particular, you know, senior citizens are considered a high-risk population. That, that There was a period where they were that they were falling for a lot of these. I hope that we have educated to the point where hopefully they're falling for less. But what they have found was that um, millennials fell for these scams at a higher rate than, than senior citizens did. They're and probably just accidentally clicking on everything they can. Well, I, I, don't, now, I don't know. Could it, could it be that um, millennials are more um, uh, more uh, willing to report that they were scammed? Okay, the, there's always a question. There's always a uh, you know that kind of a bias is popular that is potential. But it was forty percent were were millennials, and I think that senior citizens only accounted for eighteen percent. Over the age of seventy, so I don't know. I, I guess the the other question I had about this was: Is it possible that the senior citizens were less likely to know maybe that they got scammed? Right. So there, I mean, so there there is a there is a question of. Well, we're, of we're the comparing this bias. to past years, so it's right, uh, yeah. yeah, it's hard so, to say what will what will have changed in that time. One of the things that they, that they think might be going on here is that millennials are um, are. They don't feel like they're at risk, and so they're actually um, doing more risky behaviors. Um, and so that might be what's going on here as well. I, I'm not well, sure. Well, say, it says as well that the there's more credit card fraud. Uh, credit card fraud is the most common form of identity theft. Yeah, so, by far. So, I mean, a lot of millennials do buy things on the Internet. And where you think that it could be safe... It may could not be a problem. Be. Yeah, exactly. And they could, and they might be more likely to fall for somebody calling up and you know asking for their credit card information. Maybe you know because they haven't had them as long, so they might not be as resilient yeah. to that. So I think it's interesting. I don't know if they know all the reasons why this is happening, but it, but, um, but what the what they did notice though is that millennials, while they might fall for these scams, lose less money in total than senior citizens do. And and they're not exactly you know they they're not exactly sure what's going on there, but I mean it stands. I'm to reason sure that the scams seemed... would have to be a lot more subtle in order to get most millennials to fall for them. It very well could well, be, and so they're losing a couple of bucks where senior citizens are losing hundreds. Yeah. So and it's hard to say. I think it's probably the same kind of scam that I accidentally got caught up in, and that's only because I use credit card to buy certain things uh, for my dad's. Addiction. Uh, oh. I I can't say anything more than dad's addiction, but somehow um, someone or we should we should specify or, Daz is a um, an art drawing type three uh, uh, D modeling program that she uses. Exactly, that's what we use to make it make the pictures, uh, the images for our uh, for our podcasts. I use Daz, and damn it, uses a uh, Carrara. Carrara. Which is uh, 
So, but what scam did you fall for? More importantly, well, what, it what, wasn't what was a the scam? scam specifically that I fell for. I had my credit card with this one company, and someone had someone or a group had gotten into their um, into their information, their database, their database, yeah. and started using using what they got. So okay. that could be a scam as well. That well, but that's into. that's different because they got hacked. And and anytime mm. you store a credit card Point. number like that, it, you're, it's incredible. They're incredibly vulnerable. In fact, um, they're not supposed to store a credit card anymore, right? That 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 that's really not no, something they're supposed to be doing anymore. A and, it, company. and if they do, it's supposed to be encrypted, and you know they're supposed to be PCI compliant. Right. Um, yeah, I recommend uh, any of my clients use some some third party site. Like most uh, mostly, uh, people want to use PayPal, and uh, so you can just use that for your credit card. Yeah, accepting. Sure enough. Um, you know, I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, but they 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 I've never had, had their issues with too. The Amazon. Sorry. That's okay. But here's the thing: is that credit card numbers get stolen all the time. They get sold on the dark web. You Always. Know, yeah, it can happen. Um, I don't know if that's the kind of scams we're talking about. My mom got caught in one where they. One of the ones where they call you and ask you for the information, and, mm-hmm. and so she gave them their card number. And as soon as she finished giving them the card information, they hung up. And she and that's where she went, <gasps> uh oh, and called the card company, canceled it. But at least she realized real quick yeah. that she had gotten taken. Okay, yeah, that and those guys were morons. You'd give it away right there. Well, well, yeah, they, mom... they hung up too soon, right? Because they did, they gave it away. Or, yeah, it could be that they mm-hmm. just happened to get disconnected. But after the phone calls, my mom realized, oh shit, they wouldn't have asked for my card number if they called me. <laughs> so yeah. she canceled it, right? So good, good for her. To, you know that even though she gave them the card number, she immediately she went, oh, I got, got taken. Uh... She called them, um, but. You know, if you're the target of some of these things, they they can get you. They, you know, they get us. They, yeah, they one get time years time. ago, um, uh, I, I was a little more naive, but you know, like it didn't feel right to me because I got a I got a call, and uh, these uh, these guys were uh, they they were saying, oh, we we want to check that if you're um, uh, if you're if if you're you qualify for our credit card, and so I'm like, okay, and I started to get my, and then they asked for my social insurance number. I'm like, uh. I, I don't think I want to give you that. And like, and then, uh, um, like one guy, like, uh, the, I guess the guy next to him, like heard my name, uh, and it's a foreign name and he started laughing at it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, I want to, whatever this is, I want to cancel it. Goodbye. Yeah. So, well, the yeah. best way I did it this yeah. year when people were calling, they'd say, oh, we have this great blah, 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 blah. How are you doing today? My mom just died. I don't want to talk to you. Bye. <laughs> Got rid you of have, having a loved one die is a good excuse for a lot of things, and uh, I'm, <laughs> that one I'm not afraid to admit that I used it a little bit after my wife died in order to get sympathy. <laughs> there you go. I keep these people on the line as long as possible. Every scammer who calls, I spend as much time as I can with them because I figure the more time they're talking to me, the less time they have to scam somebody else. Normally, I'm like that too, but I just. You know, when my mom passed away, oh, I was sure. just not in the mood to talk to these people. So I no, just... I understand. No, I, it, it, listen, but that it, does work very well. Really if you want to get I mean, rid of them, yeah. I don't know. I don't they feel bad about fast. hanging up on them. I don't. I don't <laughs> need that? to give them an excuse. If, if I if I'm not interested, I I'm, I was hanging. I the best one yeah. I had though is I had somebody from Credit Card Services call me. I'm like, really? What, what's <laughs> the name of your company? Credit Card Services. I'm like, really? But what you know? And, and it got to the point where she's like, you're wasting my time. I'm like, you're wasting my time. I'm like, you called me. I didn't call you. You called me. I'm like, it, and, and then finally she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging up. Hang up, sir. Hang up. 
hang up, sir. And I wouldn't hang up. It was great. <laughs> she she finally figured out how to hang up on me. But I, I don't know. Oh, it, 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 was, it was the best one I ever had. Oh, she was so flustered by the end of it. It was great. <laughs> and I don't feel bad about that. She was a scammer. Why would you feel bad about it? I mean, if well, if I feel bad if it was a, if it, if it was a, yeah. you know, but if it's a scammer, I mean, I yeah, know. you can, yeah, the other people, and, are, and you know, I guess it's something that you need to think about too, because like I've recently been doing some purchasing online, like um, looking up a, trying to find a um protective cover for my cell phone, and I was looking at a number of different sites that I'm not familiar with. So you you got you got to look, try to think, does this site look legitimate, and like what what where is it taking me to, kind of deal. Mm. Yeah, see, this and one, you might even want yeah. to look them up on the Better Business Bureau or something. Yeah, this is one of the reasons I stick with Amazon for a lot of my purchases because at least if I go through them, you know that they're, they're, you know, they're at least the front end's res, re, you know a respectable source. That doesn't mean that I can't get scanned by somebody who's a reseller on there, right? But I don't know. That is true. But still, you with Amazon or the like, if someone does scam you on Amazon, you're likely to be able to get your money back or them. Uh, or whatever, because you do have the capability to go through their system on that. Yeah, but and I have found them really good on on it because um, we've had things come to our apartment building and someone would just take it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. that's for Sherry. I'll take it. To yeah, her. yeah. Anyway, I, th- I, th- I don't know. I always find that interesting with the, you know what's going on with scams and stuff like that. I'm always interested in what's going on. Yo. But um, completely another topic. I was talking to a coworker who, and and I don't know, I couldn't find anything, but they were talking about drinking rabbit's blood that it was a cure for something, and they couldn't think of what it was, but they they've been told this. Have you guys ever heard of some uh, of that rabbit's as an alternative blood? therapy, drinking rabbit's blood? Never heard of that. I haven't either. I've and, heard of drinking women's blood, but that's a completely <laughs> that's a different. I don't know that's if any a... if any of our listeners have have heard about that. This is an alternative therapy. They they, they send us something because I, I a coworker mentioned it, but he didn't have any information. When I look it up, the only connection I can find is to Game of Thrones, where where they have Bran drink a cup of rabbit's blood. But that that's very much in the context of the show. That what you know that the the myth there. I couldn't find anything um, other than that. That's the only thing that seems to come up. So I, I don't know. I'll, I'll get keep digging on it but if if anybody knows anything about drinking rabbit's blood um you know as some sort of cure for some disease uh I, i'd be interested in learning more about it i, I mean I, I, had, I hadn't heard of it so yeah it's a, a but a co-worker brought it up and i'm like okay uh i'd really like to know more about this scam <laughs> drinking blood may be beneficial to your health dr Bercola. okay well we'll We'll save that if, if you have stuff. But yeah, so I don't know if anybody if anybody has heard about specifically drinking rabbit's blood. Send, send it along. We'll, hmm. All right. Okay. Well, uh, oh. By the way, Brian. Yes. Um, I just want to say um, uh, neither uh, Sean or Ian showed up today, and you put in some really good stuff into the show notes. Uh, I'm promoting you to husband number four. Yes. Woo. Oh. <laughs> husband number four. That is excellent. All right. All right. All right. Husband number four now. All right. I feel good about that. All right, well, there's not everything. You should. Else. This is husband number four signing off. <laughs> Cousin number Cousin, whatever. Husband number. Oh, cu- I'll cousin. do it this time. That's another one in the can. All right. Wait a minute. Aren't I cousin number one? Oh, just you, say good night. You are cousin number one. <laughs> I'm first cousin. Yes. Don't tell Dot. Okay, good night. I won't tell Dot. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. 
If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at MySpace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.